Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. Who we have with us today is a special guest, an entrepreneur in his own right, but who never had designs to be an entrepreneur to begin with. He wanted to be a footballer. Ryan Mason, son of Larry Mason, an NFL football player, who himself went to the University of North Alabama, a Division I school. Ryan played football there for a couple of years before he decided football was not for him. He took a step back. He went on to the journey of entrepreneurship, started a few companies, and is very successful at what he does today. So let's hear from him his story. Welcome, Ryan. Oh, my goodness. Super excited to be here. I'm very, very happy for the opportunity to share my story with your community. Awesome. So, Ryan, tell us tell us first about your business. Yeah, so um, I have two companies. Um, the first company I started is called Lux Brand, and we are the leading provider of luxury leather shoelaces in the U.S. So, basically, we make these really cool luxury shoelaces made from Italian lambskin and other exotic leathers. So, it really provides an opportunity for, you know, people to actually style their shoes the way that they want to. So the next company is called BizBuzz. And at BizBuzz, we provide integrated marketing managed software and services. So what this looks like is we can either provide software or tools for you guys and your in-house team to, to manage your marketing efforts and functions, or we can do that for you. So whether that be listing management, reputation management, social media marketing, web development, SEO, and advertising. That's pretty awesome. So two different businesses, one in the e-commerce growth space, one in the actual retail space. So tell us, how did how did you get into shoelaces? Shoelaces, huh? It was actually a means to an end for me. I went through a period in school, uh, and this was actually, I started in, in college. I went through a period where you know, things that I had originally visioned to happen for my life, those things were not quite happening the way that I originally saw that they would. So for me, this led to a state of kind of unhappiness and depression. And for me, you know, this was something so near and dear to me because of my father who had went on and, and played to, in the NFL for the Green Bay Packers and had success and I had a younger brother as well at the time who's a couple of years, about seven years younger than me, who was actually achieving success as well. So I had a lot of pressure. I had big shoes to fill. <laughs> but for me, um, I needed a way to actually convince my parents that I was not crazy for thinking about leaving a full scholarship to pursue business. Awesome. So that's exactly how it started. So were, were you interested in shoes or um, were you just interested in the laces? Yeah, uh, well, I actually was interested in shoes. So there was a guy um, on Instagram who basically would take apart these really cool exotic shoes and he would replace the panels and the sides with exotic leather. So he would use ostrich and Italian lambskin and suede and python skin and he would basically recreate the entire shoe. And that is what really caught my attention. So let's take a step back into your life. You know, having a father who played for the NFL, I'm sure it was, it was a lot of pressure for you. And I'm sure you were prepared to be a footballer in life. Was that how your childhood was? Yeah, it, it really was. My entire childhood was wrapped around sports. 
you know, my father, um, he was a big factor in it. You know, it's actually it's so funny because I remember one story where I had already began playing football and my brother, he, he begged my father to actually play at a very young age. My dad, he really didn't believe in that. But basically he, he, he begged him so much and my father finally said yes. And I think he was, he may have been maybe seven or eight at the time or maybe nine. But basically one day I went and decided, Hey, we can go teach my brother how to actually play football in the backyard. Well, interesting enough, my neighbor had excess pads and equipment. So I also had my own equipment at home and my brother had his own equipment. So next thing you know, it's me, my father, and my brother in full pads in the backyard teaching each other how to tackle and, and actually playing football with full pads on. So so that's how you know how big of a, a of a thing football was for me and my family. So when you joined college, and obviously you went to a football with a football scholarship, so you were planning on going down that sports track. You know, you also had yes. uh, certain records. You know, while you were getting into college, and how how long in college did you play? I only played about three years, uh, to be exact. So about year two is when I really, really, you know, was I felt myself kind of losing love for certain things or, or, you know, or certain aspects of the game. And um, that led me to actually leaving um, after year three. So while you were going through that process, the process of unwinding yourself from football and, you know, coming from a family of footballers, you know, especially with your dad mm-hmm. there uh, as, as uh, somebody to look up to and the kind of pressure that you talked about, how, what was that process like? How was that process in the house and out of the house? Right, right. For me, uh, one of the biggest things, I, I just couldn't go to my father at first to talk about, you know, my, to, to express my feelings really. Um, I had to wait. I went immediately at first to my mother and, you know, there was tremendous pressure. For me, I didn't want to be seen as a failure. I also didn't want to be seen as someone who was, you know, kicked off of a scholarship because of bad choices. So this was the pressure that I was basically placing on myself. Um, I also feared that I may be kind of disowned a little bit by my own family. <laughs> and I didn't want that to happen. So for me, I decided to go and have a conversation with my mother first. And the conversation, you know, or the pitch that I had was, hey, you know, mom, it's, it's hard for me to maintain my grades. Um, I, I really, I don't know if I love the game as much as I, I used to. I was running up against some political things that I just, that, that honestly were out of my control. And, uh, also I, I, I wanted to spend that energy and that time doing something else. And I wasn't really sure at the time what that was going to be, but I knew it was going to be something in terms of business. Okay. Whether that it was in finance or, or marketing or just overall learning how to build a business. That's what I, I, that's what my pitch was. So I expressed that to my mom. And of course, you know, I understand now at that moment, I didn't understand, but she said, you, you've lost your mind. If you think you're going to leave a full scholarship, <laughs> you've absolutely lost it. And I was puzzled. And of course, I was feeling even more crazy about expressing that with her. 
And that led me to actually taking the next step, which was going to her father or my grandfather and telling him the same thing. And we know how our grandparents are mostly. You know, he really said everything that he could without saying you've lost your mind, but it meant no. <laughs> it meant you need to rethink this because you're probably crazy, you know? So that was kind of the, the next step. You know, I went and talked to my mom. I talked to my grandfather. And from there, I needed to figure out a way to seek advice outside of, you know, people that I knew to get an unbiased opinion. And then at what point did you approach your dad? Uh, it, it took some while. It took a while. It took <laughs> about six to eight months, honestly. This was out, you know, it, it was basically after I had did a lot of digging and, and self just research on what I could possibly be doing to better myself and also potentially plead a case to him because that was the ultimate determining factor was him and his say so. <laughs> so, or his approval, right? For me, um, there were so many different things. I needed to go and talk to a couple of other people first to see if I was crazy or not before I eventually decided to go and talk with him. And when you did talk to him, what was his initial reaction? Was he on the same page like your mom and your granddad? I originally thought that that was going to happen. I thought he was going to literally say, Ryan, um, no, this is, this is not, <laughs> this is not a good choice, but it was the exact opposite. You know, he actually sat down with me and he listened to me and he said one thing. He said, Ryan, I support you in everything you do. I support you. And from that moment, that is when I had the courage to actually finish up spring training and then go and talk to my coach and let him know, Hey, um, it's been a, it's been a journey, but now it's time for me to embark on a new journey. That's pretty awesome. You know, that's a lot of support from your dad. But you did finish college, right? Yeah, correct. I did. I did. Awesome. And at what point did you get into digital marketing? How did that come about? Yeah, good question. So it actually came about, you know, from my first company. My first company kind of led me naturally into the digital marketing space. So my first company, Lux Brand, which is a luxury shoelace company, we were fortunate enough to basically do some things that a lot of companies aren't able to do. For me, at the time I was in college, I didn't have a lot of resources. Um, I could not go down the street and get the latest and greatest shoes to put my laces in, to take cool pictures in. I had to figure out how to reach markets like New York and California and Atlanta, markets which would actually accept my laces and, and really take my laces and style them how they would like to style them. So for me, this, this made me creative. I had to be creative because here I am, a college student with no money and no resources, right? So the next thing um, that I was able to do was to basically try new things. I had to figure out new things, new ways to market, new ways to touch different markets. And naturally what happened from some of that success was that I basically you know, being in a small area, I basically was being approached by a lot of other local businesses. Mm -hmm. And once they were approaching me, they were saying, right, you know, this is, this is really cool. But what are some of the things that you're doing? Like, how are you doing this? How is this? How are you manifesting this? And for me, I would 
basically, you know, just let them know some of the tactics and tricks that I was doing. And for me, being a college student at the time, in my head, it was, oh, it's not, I'm not doing anything really out of the ordinary. But to them, it was amazing. To them, they actually thought that it was so untraditional that it was what they needed to do to spark fire back into their local businesses. And so that's kind of how it started. I realized, of course, that I could help so many local businesses. And I also realized that when I looked around me, my father, my uncle, my grandfather, and all five of their, all five of my grandfather's brothers had also owned local businesses. So without even realizing it, I was able to connect with them because, because of my, my, my history and my pedigree and what I was grew up around. So how long have, have you been running this bus? It's been about five years. In 2015 is when I first started it. Um, so it's been about five years now. And how's uh, the Lux brand doing as well? It's doing well. It's doing well. We are one of the biggest goals that we want to do for this um, before December. We want to hopefully place on a national television show again and sell out like we did before on Good Morning America. So that is one of my biggest goals there to make that happen again <laughs> for in 2020. So one of the things that I did see about you was for this year, 2020, you've been selected by Yahoo as one of the top 20 entrepreneurs. Yeah, talk about that. Yeah, um, it's it's been a blessing, honestly. You know, there's times where you, you, you put your head down and you work and you work and you work and you wait on this breakthrough. And this is one of those more recent breakthroughs for me. Sometimes, especially in 2020, it's been tough for a lot of businesses. It's been very tough, especially small businesses. For me, this was just gratitude for, you know, working really hard, sitting down with your team, working on a goal, figuring out how to strategically hit that goal and making it happen. So it's been very, very amazing. It's been a great feeling. And I just look forward to really um, doing other things similar to that in the future. So under the BizBuzz umbrella, what are all the services that you offer and what does your ideal customer look like? Right, right. So again, we provide integrated marketing management software for small businesses. So what this looks like is, you know, we, we believe that right now there's so many different places where you can go to either do your own marketing work or find others to help you, right? One of the, my biggest challenges was I, I needed to not only figure out um, where to look for those, but I also need to figure out the right help to do that. So for us, just to give you a little uh, background on, on what we do, we've basically compiled social media marketing, um, email marketing, text marketing, and all of that listing management, reputation management, advertising, and SEO all into one single platform, okay? So what makes us a hybrid agency is that we can give you the tools so that you can actually um, do that and perform some of that stuff on your own, or we can completely get up under the hood and do it all for you. In most cases, our ideal clients, most cases, they basically, they, they want us to do some of the more advanced functions like SEO and advertising, and they'll handle some of the uh, um, less advanced functions like 
maybe posting on their social media channels. So for us, it's usually an equilibrium, a mix of tools that they can use to manage everything, and then also services that we can do within those tools, but it's all under one roof so that you know exactly how your company was performing the day that you got started with us versus how your company is performing six months, one year, two years from now. So that's basically the, the full scope of what BizBuzz does. And your uh, clients, are you targeting uh, local clients or are you targeting national clients? What are you looking at? Yeah, so we are working mostly with local businesses. Yes, we work mostly with local businesses. We do have a couple of, um, you know, e-commerce clients. Now, well, obviously every single client is basically e-commerce. If you have a website, people go on your website to transact for you, from you, right? So, but, but mostly uh, it's local businesses who are, you know, they've already proven market fit. They are already doing something good. They figure out you know, they have customers and what we do is we help them amplify and grow what they're already good at. For someone who's willing to check out your, you know, your integrated marketing solution, where do they go? You can actually go to directly to ryandmason.com. And basically, if you hit get started for free at the top right hand side, it'll take you to the BizBuzz website. Okay. And on the BizBuzz website, you basically can, there's a couple of different options there, but basically you can get started for free. We released a free toolkit or a free set of tools during COVID to help those businesses stay afloat. Um, or from ryandmason.com, you can actually work directly with me. All right. So basically we do something called a power hour and it's basically a one hour long session. Our team spends about six hours in total behind the scenes on basically diving into your business, figuring out what may, what is working well and what isn't working well. And then basically from there, we'll sit down with you for an hour and feel free to, to ask us anything that you want to ask us. But we'll also dive in and figure out how we can um, strategize and plan for success with you. So what kind of a team is supporting you now? Right. So we have a couple of people. Uh, we have about 10 people. Um, but we also have a, a big team of contractors as well that does um, pretty good work. So that's kind of what we have. And mostly now everything is remote, right? <laughs> so, um, but we've been operating remote for a while now. So that's kind of been pretty normal for us. And how have you seen your clients or your own business for that matter changing, evolving with some of the challenges that we have currently had with this pandemic? Yes. Well, working mostly with local businesses, um, obviously there's been a lot of challenges there. We've seen one of the biggest challenges is the rush for local businesses to get online, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of local businesses, you know, kind of, they, they've had things that were working for them beforehand, and now they've had to drastically change really fast. So that was the reason we released some of our free tools. So, for example, one of our free tools is a one-click website. So, basically, a local business can actually go in and connect their Facebook page um, if they choose to. And, basically, it'll pull all of that information from their Facebook page and create them a, a templated website right from that. So, those are that's one of the biggest challenges that I saw was that local businesses need to quickly um, change and get online and focus on 
how can I get on Google My Business and how can I let people know that, hey, we're either open for business or we're not, or we're doing curbside pickup or we're not, right? Uh, for me uh, and for our business, it, it's, it's been pretty good. Like I said, we, we really have seen the need and we've done a good job at capturing that need. And, and basically that revolves around just us giving more and more value to help those local businesses um, stay afloat. What's new? What's coming uh, for your business? What are you doing different in the next year or so? So actually in November, all right, we are going to release a book called The Digital Playbook. It's my first book. And basically what I've done is I'm brain dumping all of my processes and all of my strategies into this book. So it's about 80 pages of nothing but tactical marketing strategies and um, in a checklist form. Okay. So this book, like I said, it's called The Digital Playbook, Secrets to Building Repeatable Revenue. You actually can pre-order that. So before November, we're actually going to open up pre-orders so you can actually go on and purchase the book for a very, very small cost. Uh, but basically, the reason that we are, we're working on building this book is because I really believe in people, process, and platform. So I believe that those are the three key ingredients to building a successful business. Okay. So what I mean by that is the right people drive leads, bring new business. Those people follow a process that is predefined. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they use a platform to do that at scale. So for us, BizBuzz is the platform. It wouldn't be right if I didn't give you the process as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and the people are basically the people that you train up. Um, but we want it to be very transparent. We want it to be valuable and help people as much as possible. So that's what we're releasing here, um, in the next couple of months, the digital playbook. You can actually get that from RyanDMason.com. If you scroll down about to about half of the page, you'll see, um, the button that actually allows you to go ahead and sign up for early access. And what else are you going to do on a personal front? I, I see that you were actually speaking prior to the pandemic hitting. So are mm -hmm. you do, are you doing any virtual sessions or are you planning on continuing that? Yes, I do plan on continuing it. Right now, I'm really thinking about doing a tour just as soon as uh, everything opens back up. I really want to go and tell my story to a lot of universities and schools. Mm -hmm. I think that I spent those years in college really finding myself and figuring out who I was. And I really feel like that my story can help those college students figure out what it is that they're going to do. And I, I think also that they can learn from some of my challenges and some of my mistakes as well. You know, I think, Ryan, you, you have a powerful story. The way I look at it is, you know, a lot of people when they're transitioning from high school to college, you know, they are they have really not made up their mind yet. And, you know, they don't have the life experiences as well in order to be able to go after a concrete pathway. So they go based on what's what's available and what's offered. But right. like you said, it's during the college time frame that they really learn and decide on where their likes and dislikes are, what they want to pursue for the long term, and those are decisions that they're making. One question that I do have for you is, there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of talk around the the veracity, the validity of having a college education, and mm -hmm. and a lot of youngsters are kind of torn between: should I go and pursue college, or should I just go and get some trade or vocational education and go find a job? 
What what's your mm -hmm. advice to such such people? Yeah, I think you really have to follow your heart. I think one of the biggest things for me, if I didn't follow my heart at those at that time where I was in college and unhappy, then there's no telling where I would be. Right now, if I look back at my story, I wouldn't change a single thing. I wouldn't change any of the heartaches that I had. <laughs> you know, so I think also understanding, you know, having that long vision of what I eventually wanted to be. I knew in my head I wanted to own business. I, I knew it. I just didn't know how to do it. Right. But that led me to actually making the decision, which was the hardest decision of my life, but it was the most beneficial and most impactful decision. So if you feel like, you know, getting a trade as, as, as you, then I think you should definitely do that. We have to understand, you know, especially if you're in college, you have to really understand that one thing that you have right now is time. And you already, we understand that you're not gonna, you're not gonna know everything. But the second that you can understand that, hey, whatever direction you choose to go in, if you fail at that, it is not over. You gotta stop looking at it as a failure and look at it as a lesson learned and figure out how to apply that to the next milestone. Because what you'll realize is the more times that you, you get bumped on the head, the more prepared you will be for future success. So that's my advice. That's pretty awesome. So from a business standpoint, what are you looking at doing over the next four to five years? Are you are you going to scale or are you looking at getting into other avenues as well? Right. I, I definitely want to scale both companies. Um, one of the biggest things, I really want a partnership with, you know, some major sports league in, in terms of Lux brand. I really want to partner with soccer. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, but also NBA and NFL because that's kind of dear to me. But I also want to give back. I, I think one of the biggest things for me is when I look back, I, I've always had help at every single stage in life. I've always had help friends and family, and I want to be able to give and offer help to those people who who, who need a little bit of help because we all need it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the same thing with BizBuzz. I, I definitely want to scale that. I want to grow it to a certain extent. And if, I, if I'm if i able to grow it to a certain amount, then I want to consider selling it. But I'm super excited because I know that um, that's a challenge that I'm ready to, to take. So, Ryan, uh, this has been great in terms of learning about your life story and uh, your learnings as well as how you've transformed that into what you really want to pursue in life. At the end of the day, it's all about passion, purpose, and following that, I think, which is exactly where you are and what you're doing. From your experiences, if there was one takeaway for the listeners that you'd like to share, what would that be? One takeaway. I have to think about the way I live my life. And I live my life by this, this single quote. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So what this means is you should surround yourself by people who are where you want to be, people who are positive, people who are, you know, motivational, people who are not going to let you fall by the wayside, and people who are ultimately just good, well-rounded people. And by doing this, what you will naturally see is you'll naturally see yourself grow you naturally see yourself, you know, just basically your goals will get bigger, your success will get bigger, and then also you will be able to look look back and provide a lending hand for for others who are in your your, your shoes as well.
So it's a very, very important thing that you make sure that you surround yourself by those type of people. And for for wannabe entrepreneurs, or for people who are struggling with uh, fledgling businesses and not really knowing where to look for marketing help or what's the person first, what would you advise? I would advise taking, you know, dreaming big is one of the biggest things that you can do. Dream big because there's been so many times in my life that I have dreamed um, smaller than I should have, and I've surpassed that. And in my head, if I had a dream a little bit bigger, I would have got there a little bit faster, right? Uh, Dream big and start small, okay? So what I mean by starting small is, Understanding, like, yes, I do have this big dream, but if I work on the fine, minute details and I take one step at a time, eventually that one step at a time is going to, you know, evolve into you jogging. Then it's going to evolve into you running, right? And, but it all has to start one step at a time. So understand, I know it can be overwhelming, but one of the big things is you got to continue to look at the dream. Uh, and you got to figure out what small steps do I need to take to keep accomplishing and basically be able to hit that goal. Right. I'm sure your dad is very proud of you. <laughs> and your, your mom might also be thinking that you did not uh, make the wrong decision at this point. And I'm, oh, yeah. She, she's, she's on board. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. So we wish you the very best uh, in your businesses. We hope to Thank keep you. in touch. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure on a future episode we'll talk again about where you are and what you're doing. But until then, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Take care. I hope you liked that episode and are enjoying all the episodes in Plan B Success Podcast. I'd encourage you to go subscribe on your favorite platform, whether it's any listening platform or YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you subscribe so that you enjoy this content and extract from it what serves you best, what benefits you, in your own life, personal, professional, business, whatever it might be. Plan B.Live is the website where you can go in order to find any episode that you would like to listen to. Three times a week, we release episodes, the first being an inspiring interview with someone who's done it, been there, done that, and can inspire you to go after what you want to achieve. Every Monday, that's the episode that gets released. And then, on Wednesdays and Fridays, we pick a topic and we talk about it in order to benefit you in your personal and professional life. At the same time, if you're someone who's interested in learning more about these concepts, if you're someone who's interested in podcasting as well, go check out planbsuccessschool.thinkific.com. That's where all the online courses are. You can learn and benefit from them there as well. There's a bunch of free courses. There's a bunch of paid courses. Start with the free ones. Get to learn what you aspire to learn. And if you want to delve deeper, then you can sign up for the other ones. Thank you very much.